Welcome to Dealers of the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. And this is our Emmys recap show 55 days later. Well, to be fair, we couldn't record this as the Emmys were going on because it took... Well, because I was six, asleep. Yeah, it was about 16, 17 hours, I think. So Yeah, so we'll get right into it. So yeah. it had its lowest ratings ever with um, about 10.2 million viewers. And you know, you know why that is, Allison, right? No, why is that? Because they didn't advertise the star attraction of the night, Betty White. Well, you know what? It's on them. They only have themselves to blame for those bad ratings. I know. I know. If they advertised it, the Nielsen servers, boxes, whatever, would have exploded. Would have been the top rated in history. They should have been doing it sort of like how the Grammys do it. You know, when you're watching the Grammys and before every commercial break, they're always trying Coming to Coming up. Yeah, they're pumping the the big artist of the night. They're like at 830. They're like... and. Uh, coming up soon, Beyonce, and they do that for every single commercial until like eight fifty-five or ten fifty-five. Yeah, that's what they should have done with Betty White. But Betty White was honored for eighty years in the business. Did they even give her an award? She kind of just went up there, right? Yeah. So Betty White actually won a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Daytime Emmys three years ago. So they didn't really have anything. Well, to Well, this give is to different. Her. This is the primetime Emmys. Yeah. So yeah, it was to honor 80 years in show business. But anyway, she she came out. She's 96. She got a standing ovation. But this the Bachelorette, did you, Caitlin Bristow, she tweeted because she was sitting. Everyone s- stood up, but she tweeted that she was sitting because the zipper on the back of her dress broke. So she said it was either stand up and show her ass or sit down and look like an ass. She chose the wrong option because I don't care if you have shit your pants, you stand up for Betty White. And I think Betty White would have appreciated somebody flashing their ass in the middle of the audience as well. Exactly. So because of that, Caitlin, they should have escorted her out of the theater, escort her out of the town, escort her off the planet because that is uncalled for. But what did you think of Betty's speech? I think that I okay, I always get really nervous when the elderly approaches a microphone. And when I say the elderly, I mean somebody who is nice. She's 96. not elderly, she's ageless. She technically has no age. Her driver's license lies. But I get a little scared when older people cuz I get scared for them cuz I'm think, okay, can they read the teleprompter? Do they totally know what's going on? Like when they bring out like Kirk Douglas at the Oscars, that always makes well, me feel Well, that's a totally very... different case. See, my friend texted me and was saying, you know, I feel s- this is hard to watch. Her voice is so shaky. Oh, but little did I dream then that I would be here. And it's, it's, it's incredible that I'm still in this business that I'm still, and you are still putting up with me. No, I, I believe me. No, I'm, I'm thanking you. It's, it's incredible that you can, you can stay in a, in a career this long and still have people put up with you. <laughs> I wish they did that at home. <laughs> And I was like, uh, I'm 39. She's 96. I can't talk as clearly as she can. Yeah, Merritt Weaver couldn't talk as well as Betty White did. Yeah, and most people that are Betty White's age aren't that with it. And that's because they're dead. Yeah. So it's amazing that she's at the mic. 
Yeah, the fact that I didn't, I didn't feel, I always get a, like I said, I always get a little weird when they kind of approach it. But once she started talking, I thought, Betty White's fine. She's super smart. She knows what's going on. Nobody can trip her up. Yeah, she got some hand kisses, which, amazing. Also, she looks so good at 96. Like, I, I should be grateful if I looked that good at 66 with the life that I've lived. She looks so good at 96. Well, she does. God, her hair looked better than mine. I'm not kidding you. After she went oh, yeah, on stage, you you would think in '96 you would have like one hair or like the, those really really bad wigs, but that's that's her hair. She should have hosted the entire night. So let's segue into the actual host. You go for it first. Well, okay. So it was Michael Che and Colin Jost. Of, Is it Che or Shay? I think it's Che. I think it's Shay. No, I think it's Che. Okay, so I watched Saturday Night Live. I'm okay. pretty sure it's Che. It I like be- Shay. Shay sounds fancier. So let's. You yeah. say Che, I'll say Shay. Uh, well, I might say Michelle. I, what I would want to say is San Shay away, Michael <laughs> Shay. <laughs> well, how did you not get the hosting gig? I don't know. I turned it down. Yeah, you auditioned. It was a Monday year, night. I, I don't want to work on a Monday night. I don't so, blame you. Sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was going to say, I watch Saturday Night Live every week. I'm that person. I'll never stop watching it. I watch it, it. too. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, I like sh- it, mostly. Should I, should I admit that I'm at home every Saturday night watching television? Maybe. But I th- I'm starting to think that Colin Jost might only be funny when he's sitting next to a horny Leslie Jones. Even then... Even then, he's not the greatest, but he still... He can still... No, he's still, like... He's still, you know, hitting grounders to use a phrase that I've never used in my life because I'm not a sports person. What but is that? It's a baseball term, I think. What does that mean? What like is when, baseball? Um, but what is grounders? I'm sure there's a ball. Oh, I think Isn't he, that that movie with Gretchen Mull? Oh, that's rounders. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by rounders, now on DVD. Um, no, it just means like you're just you're you're hitting the ball basically. You're not hitting home runs. And last night was you're not, phoning it in. Yeah, last night was not a home run. Well, they're so stiff. It's like they were holding butt plugs. Are they always that stiff? They're well, they're used to being behind desks, so now they're standing on a stick. They were so stiff, and I forgot most of their jokes, which I guess is a good thing. I I don't really remember any of the jokes. I remember people not laughing at them. What was really good was the audience reaction. So that's any time they came on stage, they should have just aired the audience reactions because it's like when Chrissy T, when Michael Shay Che told like a police brutality joke. Yes, Chrissy Teigen. They they since she's at every award show and she makes good faces, they panned to her and she ducked out of the shot because they think she she didn't want them to catch her like frowning at the. How great an actress you have to be to get nominated for Roseanne now. That's like nominating a cop for a BET award. It doesn't happen. It would be weird. Yeah, her she did that face where it was like, like dur, dur, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the face. Yeah, I wish they'd cut to her every time they delivered a joke because that's kind of what it felt like. I was sort of looking at my watch thinking, okay, so when does when does Betty White come on? Because yeah, so I'm they're going to be asked psychic. to come back. Uh, no, because everyone said they were awful, right? Yeah, but it was on NBC, and they only have so many hosts that they can go through. 
Well, they brought out all those SNL people. Like, they trotted all of them out to do skits so they could choose from one of them. Did Lauren Michaels buy this year's Emmys or something? Because it kind of felt like Lauren Michaels had control over it and was like, okay, I want the host to be my people from Saturday Night Live. I want the opening to be all my other people from Saturday Night Live. I want Keenan Thompson to present an award. I want Kate McKinnon to present Betty White. And I, and I really love that marvelousness measles or whatever, because that one... Everything. Have you seen this? No, I haven't. And so I, when, feel, I feel guilty because I'm a huge, huge Gilmore Girls person. So it won eight awards, including Outstanding Comedy, Outstanding Comedy Actress for the girl who's whom Mrs. Measle. She plays Mrs. Measle. And Outstanding Supporting Actress for Alex Borstein. Yes. And I've never seen it either. It's on Amazon, right? Yeah, I don't even know how to watch TV shows on Amazon. I just learned how to buy things off of Amazon. So TV is the next step. Yeah, you're like, how do is is it a two day shipping? You're like ordering, trying to order the the actual copy. Yeah, I'm like Prime. What's that? Is that steak? But you know, I don't watch that show. I don't know what it's about really. But I'm glad that an Asian actress finally won because if Sandra (laughs) Oh couldn't win for Killing Eve. I'm glad Alex Borstein did. And I hope this leads to Amazon doing the dramatic Miss Swan, Miss Swan biopic. <laughs> That's the biopic we all need. But, you know, I do love Alex. Have you ever seen Getting On? No, the but American I've heard it's amazing. One? Oh, it's so amazing. And yeah. she's on that and she's really good. She should have won for that. Anyway. Yeah, because she also won an Emmy last night, too, for, or not last night. Um, uh, she won an Emmy this year for voicing Lois Griffin on Family Guy. Oh, she and does it, that too? Oh, oh yeah. she's rich. She's very, very rich. She's very rich. Okay, so the other, besides Betty White and Mrs. Maisel, the other big thing of the night was the proposal. So Glenn Weiss, who is a director, he won Outstanding Directing for a Variety Special for directing the Oscars. And while up there, he talked about his how his mom died two weeks ago, which was sad. And then he said, Mom always believed in finding the sunshine in things, and she adored my girlfriend, Jan. Jan, you are the sunshine in my life. And Mom was right, don't ever let go of your sunshine. You wonder why I don't like to call you my girlfriend? Because I want to call you my wife. She came on stage. He proposed to her with the ring his dad gave his mom and let his siblings know he didn't steal the ring from mom's body. And so they've been together seven years and they met at the Tonys while working and they told reporters backstage. Okay, what would you have done if you hadn't won? (laughs) That's what I asked. Waited till next year? No. Um, I suppose the ball or In-N-Out Burger, which is like our staple after award shows. What did you think, seriously? When, because you knew the moment when he was going to propose, right? Yeah, because I got a really bad feeling in my stomach. I did too. I grunt. I, I know. I hate a public proposal so much. I do I, too. I am your friend watching Betty White, but for me, it was watching that proposal. I felt sick to my stomach. I hate going to like any kind of event and seeing somebody get down on one knee. It. I'm just out. I've never that. seen a public proposal. Thank God. I've only watched one on TV. Again, thank okay, God. Okay, I've seen him <laughs> on TV, but yeah, I yeah. Never, but when he, when he, I, when he, I knew he was proposing. I f- did say, "Oh my God!" out loud and rolled my eyes and thought, "Straight people," which was wrong of me to say because gay people get engaged at Taylor Swift concerts, which is worse. 
<laughs> so it's wrong of me to be heterophobic because I'd rather get engaged at the Emmys. But it was cute. You know why I thought it was cute? Then I changed my mind and I thought it was cute because they're not famous and they're older. If they were, if it yeah. was like, you know. Uh, Pete Davidson at, and Ariana Grande. Oh, yeah. I would have vomited. I would have changed the channel. But because, you know, they weren't famous and it was genuine and it kind of made sense because that's what he does for a living. Yeah, so, he does moments. Well, he does award shows. Yeah. So yeah. I thought, then I kind of, my black heart turned red a little and I, yeah. I thought it was sweet. And I, and I think that it'll be sweet too because I agree. It, they're a little bit older. They've been together for seven years. So they're probably going to be together for, I want to say forever. The only way it's going to be awkward is when BuzzFeed in 10 years, like in 2028, does a thing where it's like, the Emmys proposal guy, where are they now? And then divorce and with an 18 year old. Yeah, some update where he's like, sadly, they split up after he was caught stealing cables from the set of like the nanny reboot, whatever show they've rebooted in the future. Okay, but let me ask you this. If you had to get engaged at an award show, which one would you want to get engaged at? Hmm. The Cable Ace Awards. Is that still on? It's not. So that's what I mean is I'll never, I'll obviously never reach that dream of getting proposed to at the Cable Ace Awards. You don't want to get engaged at any award show? If Well, if I had to pick one right now, I'd probably say a dog show. Is that an award show? That's an award show. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. they give an award, and then I just imagine all the dogs, they would just like release them, and they would come up to me and celebrate And maul you. Yeah, I'm into that. Okay, what would your award show be? Uh, the Tonys, duh. Because it's super gay, and A, Patty LuPone would shit all over it and talk oh, shit about yeah. me, which is a gift, and Bernadette Peters would probably sing some Sondheim song, so it would be gay heaven. Yep, you picked the perfect one. Somebody's going to steal that from you at the next Tonys. Oh, God, it's probably going to be Andrew Rannells. Okay, so Game of Thrones won nine. No, yeah, they won the most with nine, which... Oh, so I want to... I know the story. So I watched the Emmys with my mom, right? Okay. And, you know, she saw Game of Thrones getting nominated for everything, and she loves Game of Thrones, and she Really? Yeah, and she's like, that's back? That's airing right now? And I said, no, I don't think so. I don't think it started. She thought that your show had to be airing right now. Like that your season oh. had to be on right now. So she was very upset. Because Mom's she the thought, best. She thought. So they won nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday Night Live and The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Measles, whatever. Maisel's tied with eight. Uh, Gianni Versace, The American Crime Story, won seven. And then Drag Race tied with a bunch of other shows for five. Uh, they won last night for Outstanding Reality Competition Program. Mm-hmm. They've been nominated twice for that. And it's also the first time that a reality host and show has won the same year. Rue won her third Emmy last week. And that's a good thing because The Amazing Race didn't win and The Voice didn't win. Yeah, Amazing um- Race has won like 15 million times. The Amazing Race doesn't need any more awards. The only way that The Amazing Race should get more awards is if people have to start putting them in their backpack and like hauling them around Thailand or wherever they are. Beirut. Yeah. But Drag Race has come a long way since the first season, which the first season is my favorite season. And not just because that's when D-Listed got name-checked. Have you ever seen D-Listed get name-checked on it? It was the reunion. 
Yes. Oh, do I? No. Okay. So first season is my second favorite season. So yes, I'm fully aware of Tammy Brown. Oh, she was so offended. Oh my God. I love Tammy Brown so much. I loved it. I was like, this is perfect. This is the kind of shout I want where she's like, oh, how offensive. I wonder if she'd be okay with being called a slut now. You know what, Tammy Brown, let us know. This is really important. It's going to help me sleep to know how you feel on the word slut in the year 2018. Okay, before we leave the Emmys, for now, I have to correct myself because in between these, during our break, I looked up how to say Michael C-H-E and Allison right. But you know what? To be honest, I like Michael Shea better. I do too. But yeah, yeah so that is Michael Che. Yeah. Apologies to Michael Che, who's not listening to this, but apologies. Okay, so now we're just going to go over five stories real quick, starting with Stormy Daniels. Pull out your barf bags. Stormy Daniels <laughs> ruined Mario Kart and Mushrooms for all of us by writing in her memoir that Trump's dick is not smaller than average, but it's, it is smaller than average, but it's not freakishly small, and that it has a large mushroom head, and it was like getting fucked by a guy with Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. She also said the sex was trash. Honestly, cream of mushroom will never be the same to any of us ever again. Oh, barf. That's so gross. But with me saying barf, I wonder if the similarities end there. For example, does Trump... Uh, does the head of Trump's penis also have several big red spots on it, like toe? Orange ones. Oh, orange, red, tomato, tomato. Um, does Trump also say, here we go, before he puts it in? And does he say, I'm the best, when he finishes? Oh, definitely. No, he says, I'm the best throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Even if he doesn't finish. Well, the good news about it's, well, there's no good news with this story, but for Ivanka Trump, now she knows why whenever she eats dinner at daddy's house, she's served nothing but a plate of charred broiled button mushrooms. And he stares at her as she eats every single one of them. Oh, gross. So that's, that's good for her. But you know what? This ruined me because I love a mushroom-headed dick. Well, I love all dicks, but I love a mushroom-headed dick because when it pulls out, it scrapes the sides. And now I just... Gross myself out. That sounded much better in my head. And then it came out and it was like, damn you, Stormy. Okay. From one dick to another. Kanye West was at an event for Open Mic Chicago and announced to the crowd that he's moving back to Chicago and never leaving again. TMZ says that he and Kim have already found a home in Chicago, which will be his permanent residence. And he will move his Yeezy, Yeezy offices there from Calabasas. He and Kim will keep their houses in L.A. So obviously they're still together. This is this has nothing to do with them splitting up or anything like that. No. But part of me thinks that Chris Jenner just got really excited about the idea of getting to call up the Keeping Up with the Kardashians producers and telling them it's time to recast Kim's husband again. To who? <laughs> to the producers. To the, oh, no, who's who's going to become Kim's husband? Oh, I don't know. It could be just some random person. They're like call up Central some Casting. Rapper athlete. 
yeah, find someone, doesn't matter, just have them here by Monday at nine. We need a stand-in. So this is what I think this is about. So the current mayor of Chicago is Rahm Emanuel, right? Yes. He isn't running again. So his spot is open. So the deadline to file to be a candidate is this November. The election is February. And so you know Kanye is going to run. That's what this is about. Oh, no. So the population of Chicago is about to go from whatever it is now to two. The two being Kim and Kanye because nobody wants to live there anymore. They're all going to move. They're going to be like the threat of Mayor Kanye is too real. And if you can't move, just write in some other candidate like Chicago hot dog or something like that. Anybody. Okay, so Bert and Ernie. This is a story that comes up every couple, few years, but it's bad. So Mark Saltzman, he has written for the Muppets for 15 years tells Queerty that Bert and Ernie are gay lovers, and he modeled their relationship after the one he had with his partner. Sesame Street Workshop hit back saying they're puppets and don't have a sexual orientation. Frank Oz said that as their co-creator, he knows they're not gay and that it doesn't matter anyway because there's much more to a human being than just straightness or gayness. Well, I don't know if I agree with that. I've always wanted to know if Oscar the Grouch is in a healthy and fulfilling polyamorous relationship with all the maggots in his garbage can. Or gonzo and chickens. Oh, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like, Miss Piggy and Kermit, they're straight. Oh, they're definitely... Well, is Miss Piggy an actual lady, though? Because she does have many of the same traits as a drag queen. She's got very big feet. (laughs) How many drag queens are you offending right now? I know. I'm going to get so many emails. Well, no, that's not offensive because Miss Piggy is a... Glamour goddess. Oh, Miss Piggy's the greatest. If I get any emails about this, I'm just going to send back a bunch of pictures of Miss Piggy being like, okay, sorry. But like Sesame Sesame Workshop and Frank Oz need to get their stories straight, no pun intended, because Sesame Street, Sesame Workshop says they're puppets, and then Frank Oz mentions human beings. Yeah, so, so which what are it? they? Yeah. Michael, and the what? thing is like, they've, so Bert and Ernie have lived together forever, Yeah, and Bert is so comfortable in the relationship that he stopped plucking his brow and he has a unibrow. So that means they're gay. They're an old married gay couple. They've been in love forever because if not, uh, Bert would have a plucked brow. I was just going to ask you what you think if they're, if they are gay or not. And oh, I mean- they're gay. They gay. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of allegedly, yeah. <laughs> Kirstie Alley has long talked about how she fell in love with John Travolta while filming Look Who's Talking. And on Dan Wooten's podcast, she said that not cheating on her husband at the time, Parker Stevenson, by fucking John Travolta was the hardest thing she's ever done. Christy also said that she knows John very well and knows he isn't gay. John Travolta. Christy, Christy. Oh my God. A mess. John Travolta's ears definitely perked up at the mention of doing hard things. No, but of course they didn't. Christy just said he's 100% not gay. And who am I to dispute a Scientologist? Please don't go through my trash Scientologists. But she she makes it sound, right, like Jin, John wanted to fuck her too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so I guess his powers, his Scientology powers are so strong that he can turn a woman into a 20-something male massage therapist. Scientology is obviously more powerful than we think. Yeah. And finally, so fresh off from the rumors that they got married... After being engaged from two months, and FYI, they claim they're not married yet, Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin are in London right now. So if you're in London, now is a good time to leave. And while visiting Buckingham Palace, 
Justin sat on the edge of a fountain with his guitar and sang Tracy Chapman's Fast Car to Her in front of a crowd. There was an open guitar case in front of him, and it had zero dollars in it. Oh, my God. When I saw that video, all I could think of was it's a dirt bag in a sweatshirt. It's a terrible cover of Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. They're busking without a permit. It's just another day in a big city. I know, and I thought, like, what kind of drugs are these kids on that they're making them think they're in, like, a free-form rom-com of the week? Yeah. Okay, it's awful. The queen, if she was home, she should get, get get their asses arrested for noise pollution and for doing Tracy Chapman well. I'm In honor of this Emmy-themed episode and Allison and I loving games that we're the only ones who enjoy playing, uh, we're going to test our Emmy's knowledge, which, spoiler alert, probably isn't great. So we each came up with three delisted-esque questions about the Emmys. Whoever gets the most right is the smartest person out of the two people who host this podcast. Ooh, this is going to be the deciding the the deciding thing to see who is i'm excited it's you but anyway yes. okay so i'll go first so i'm going to ask okay. you allison you do not know these questions i did not tell you beforehand correct no i have no idea let the people let the people know that okay number 1 every single one of the golden girls has been nominated multiple times for an emmy but who has been nominated the most fyi it's a tie b arthur betty white Estelle Getty or Charles Levin, who played Coco the Gay Cook? <laughs> okay. I'm positive that it's that it's B. Arthur and Estelle Getty. Final answer? Yeah, that's my final answer. Sorry. Oh, it's what? It's Betty White and Estelle Getty. Betty White and Estelle both been nominated seven times. B. Arthur four times. Rue McClanahan four times as well. They have each, they each won one. Oh, okay, shoot. All right, well. Okay, number two. You you have a chance to you have a chance to come back here. Okay. So that's one wrong. Number two. Dynasty has been nominated for how many Emmys? Twenty-four nominations, zero nominations, five hundred and eighty-nine nominations, or fourteen nominations. Oh my god. I know that if I want to keep my job, I should say that it's been nominated for like 5,000 nominations. Well, you should say all of the nominations. Yeah. Every year, the <laughs> the reruns get nominated. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say 14. 14 nominations. Is that your final answer? Yeah. 24 nominations. Oh, my God. And only one win. And it wasn't for Joan Collins. So shut the Emmys down. Was it like Best Costumes or something? Yeah, for Nolan Miller, of course. I mean, okay, of course. Okay, so yeah. you got two wrong. You can oh come back. You're going to come back here. Okay. Okay, three. Uh, strangely enough, there's not an IMDb-like database online with the actual dick sizes of actors. So I was going to ask you which... Outstanding lead actor in a drama winner has the biggest dick, but since there's really no way to prove that, I'm going to ask you which outstanding lead actor in a drama winner is the tallest, according to Google Facts. The tallest outstanding lead actor in a drama winner. Dick Van Dyke, who won for The Dick Van Dyke Show in 1964. (laughs) Tali Savalas, 
who won for Kojak in 1974, Tom Selleck, who won for Magnum P.I. in 1984, John Hamm, who won for Mad Men in 2015, or this year's winner, Matthew Reese for The Americans. Do they count John Hamm's height if he's also standing on standing his penis? Standing on his dick? No, unfortunately not. Mm, so this is just technical height. Uh, I want to say Dick Van Dyke. He seems tall. Is that that's, your final answer? That's my final answer. Uh, sorry. Oh my God. Tom Selleck is 6'4". John Hamm is 6'2". Dick Van Dyke is 6'1". Matthew Reese is 5'11". Sure. Telly Savalas is 5'10". Fine. I mean, those are all great heights. There's no wrong height when you're dealing with... Zero for you. So all I have to do is win one. Yeah, basically. All I have to do is get one question right. And I think that you are going to... I'm just going to give you the trophy now. By the way, I've... What does the trophy look like? Um, Well, I... used dildo. Perfect. (laughs) Great. Perfect. I'll send you one of those anyway. Okay, so question number one. Uh Last night, Michael Che made a joke about people thanking God in their acceptance speeches. Um, Well, I believe that the the, that's one of the only jokes I remember from the monologue. And he said something about the only white people who thank God are like Republicans and uh, Christians or something. Anyways, point is, who at the 2007 Primetime Amy Awards, accepted their award and told Jesus to suck it. One, Catherine Eigel. Two, Jamie Presley. Three, Kathy Griffin. Four, Edie Falco. Three, Kathy Griffin. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I knew it before you even said it. Oh my God. All right, well, you won, but can I still ask you my yeah, questions? Yeah, let's keep going. Anyway? I'm going to go. I'm going to be ultimate winner. You are. Okay. So the Emmys are really boring, and if I went to the Emmys, I don't smoke weed, but I think that if I went to the Emmys, I'd want to be high out of my mind. Who was probably very, very high at the 2014 Primetime Emmys? All of them. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm going to ask you to be more technical. So one, Sarah Silverman. Two, Kathy Bates. Three, Emmy, the Emmy Award herself. And four, the dog from Modern Family. Sarah Silverman. Yes, it's Sarah Silverman. Okay. Although Sarah Silverman... Did she smoke weed on stage or something? So Sarah Silverman denies that she smoked Did weed. Did she wear a marijuana dress? <laughs> no, she wore a green dress, but she brought a vape pen filled with liquid pot. And she had it She had it out on the red carpet, but she said, oh, I never used it, whatever. But everyone else from that night was like, Sarah Silverman was very high. Okay, so question three. The Emmys give out gift bags just like every other award ceremony, and mm. usually they're filled with fancy shit like trips and facials and, you know, like the regular kind of facial. Yeah. Um, but they also sometimes have some weird things in it. So what item hasn't appeared in an Emmy gift bag? Number one, a DNA kit from 23andMe. Number two, a portable dog shit holder. Number three, a $250 purple vibrator. Number four... A fifteen hundred dollars psychic reading. Okay, I'm gonna. Okay, I. I'm sure the psychic reading and the vibrator have been in there, so I'm gonna say it's between twenty three and me and the dog shit. Oh, but I, I would say. Um, I'm going to say. Uh, I'm going to say the dog shit holder. Okay, I don't take joy. In telling you that you're wrong. But the only thing that hasn't appeared in an Emmy gift bag. 23 and Me? No. Uh, the purple vibrator. That was actually in. I would in, think that would be in that. That was in this year's Oscars 
gift bag. Yeah, but this year the Emmys um, gift bag included a 23andMe uh, DNA kit. Last year, I believe it had a psychic reading. And in 2012, they had a thing called the Poop Pack, which is literally a portable dog shit holder. Was it bedazzled? No, least? it's no. it looks like a CD holder from the 90s. And like those people are picking up their own dog shit. Okay, so I yeah. won. Yay. You did win. Your trophy's in the mail. My, my used dildo's in the mail. Okay, so that wraps up our Emmy show. Um, if you ever want to email us with anything, tips, stories. Oh, if if you're from that portable dog shit holder company and you want to sponsor our podcast, give us a call. I'll do ads for your dog shit holder. Yeah, email below us. me. So it's dtp at dlista.com, dtp at dlista.com, and that ends this show. So bye. Bye. Bye.